Welcome to Landmark Worship Center's audio podcast. We hope that this message will inspire and encourage your life. So open your heart and mind and receive what God has for you today. good to be in the presence of the Lord. God is, has blessed us. Amen. He has blessed us. Turn and give somebody, maybe two or three around you, a big smile. Big smiles make us feel better. <laughs> praise God. Praise God. It's good to be in God's house today. Uh, before I go into the Word, which I'm going to the book of John, chapter 11, verse 39 and 40. John 11, 39 and 40. Uh, as you're turning near your Bibles, uh, we pass uh, this card out to each of the men in the church. And on this is, uh, we're having our very first uh, Illinois District Men's Conference at our church campground uh, at south of Bloomington, that's October the 6th and 7th. We want to invite you, to, the men, to come and be a part of that. And it invites another uh, man or two or three and come to that also. That's in October the 6th and 7th. And that's actually before, the weekend before, our men's camping trip. So we're going to have back-to-back there. Also this coming Friday and Saturday at our Illinois District Campground, Again, south of Bloomington, Illinois, um, that's this Friday and Saturday. You can go online on Illinois District uh, website and you can register. It's just $25. Uh, if you would like to go and help out, uh, it includes meals and a place to stay there at the campground. And uh, also, it, um, it also um, covers uh, $25 for any young man uh, from the ages of 10 to 16. So we're going to have a fun time. There's a lot of things we're going to be doing that even the dads will have fun with. So I'm looking forward to it myself. I'm excited about it. We have a catapult, and we're going to be launching, not children, but we're going to be launching, unless you just want to pay a whole lot of money, with insurance policies, we will launch. We'll launch you if you want to. No, we won't. I'm just kidding. But we got a lot of fun things to launch, and uh, we've got some games and different things. But we also are going to have a church service there for the, for the uh, young men, and we want to encourage you to come and be a part of that. So if you would like to go, and you don't, you don't have a son, you can actually go and help out also. Uh, we encourage you to do that, and uh, we do have some that are already registered. So we want you to uh, come and be a part. We're going to have a great time together. So the book of John chapter 11, verse 39 and 40 says, Jesus said, now we take a lot of stock in what Jesus says. (laughs) So Jesus said here, take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh. For he hath been dead four days. Jesus saith unto her, say, Said I not unto thee that if thou wouldst believest, wouldst believe, 
thou shouldest see the glory of God. I'm going to say that again. Jesus saith unto her, said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. I want to preach to you on this subject today, uh, the unspoken miracle, the unspoken miracle. God bless you. You may be seated. The unspoken miracle. Now, this story is a story of, that many of you know. Uh, how many of you ever heard of Lazarus and Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead? A story that we, a lot of us know, maybe some might not know it, but um, it, is a, it is a very powerful story. It's a powerful story because it's a miracle. But in this, there is a miracle that took place that really is not, uh, we wouldn't, you know, there's some things in here very profound, but there's a miracle in this, and uh, it's a miracle that we don't always speak about. We don't always speak about it, but it is a wonderful miracle. I believe that it is a miracle that, that has, uh, can actually set people free further because uh, when, you, when you come to the Lord and you give your life to the Lord, uh, you repent, you're baptized, filled with the Spirit of the Lord, you know, you, there, there's a powerful ministering of God's Spirit. And this story actually goes further of God's miracle-working power. And uh, I want to talk about that today, but the word that we need to really stop and think about, and I... I, I like this word, but I don't like this word, and it is stinketh. Everybody say stinketh. Do you like things that stink? I don't. I, I don't like things, and I don't like things that when you go a little further, I don't like things that stinketh. <laughs> so I, I, I've been places where some things really stunk, and you have too. I I know that some things, um, you know, <laughs> some things stink and you just want to get away from it. And uh, I was someplace the other day and, uh, of course, I, I work a job. I do heating and air conditioning, so sometimes I go on houses. And I've been in some unusual houses. You've heard some of it, but I, the other day I went into a place and, and something stinketh <laughs> in the house. So, so what I did is... I had to pull my arm up and start breathing my shirt because it stunk so bad. It was, it was terrible. I've been in houses that, that literally you had to step on stuff to get in the door and it would only gap open about that wide. And I actually heard rats in the house and I talked to the homeowner about it. I was not trying to be rude or crude or anything, but I was a little bit leery standing in the hallway working on the thermostat because I was thinking, is something going to come out and attack me? <laughs> so so I, asked, I asked the homeowner, I said, and they were outside, I said, do you have a cat in the house? And they said, no, we just have this little dog here that's outside. I said, well, I hate to tell you this, but which I figured they probably already knew that there are some rats. They weren't mice. They, were, they had to be rats because they were evidently big. You could hear them moving around in the house. And uh, I was a little leery about that. But there are some things in life that, that, that stink and kind of pushes you away from it. And, but this story of, 
Lazarus and Jesus raising him from the dead is a story that really applies to, in my opinion, salvation and also applies where God goes further. Because when you receive salvation in your life, uh, God's not finished. Matter of fact, I, I've, I've repented, I've been baptized, I've been filled with the Spirit. I, and that was back in 1977, you can do the math. Uh, I was minus five years old when I got it, so figure that one out. Uh, but, but I, I, uh, I received the Holy Ghost and the power of the Spirit, of God, and it was an amazing experience. I cannot, I could, I could tell you what it felt like. I could describe it, but there's no words that I can give you to fully describe how great the experience of the Holy Ghost was in my life. We have testimonies here today of that also. But there are miracles in our lives that are very, uh, very evident. There are miracles that we know without a doubt it is God's miracle-working power working within our lives. I have had experiences that I knew it was God that did this. And I've also, uh, I've come to the point of realizing there are miracles that I don't even know of, that God does. You know, how many, how many unknown or unspoken miracles have happened in your life that, that you didn't even realize at the time that it was a miracle? But yet, here's the thing, later on we look back at it and we begin to say, hey, God was in this and God, that doesn't mean that God... Uh, uh, desired for us to be in a bad place, but yet we also see that God was there to help us get through this struggle, and you could see His hand upon it all. And there, there are some unspoken miracles that happen in our lives. Some miracles are known until we look back on it and realize God had His hand in it. God had His... He is the only one that could deliver me out of that struggle. And, and I see where God has had his hand on a lot of situations in my life and in your life. But, but we were, uh, uh, at times, how many of us have been delayed uh, getting in our car and driving down the road? And I, I know how I am. You know, I'm thinking, I'll get frustrated. And I'm thinking, why did the car not start? Why did the flat happen? Why did this happen? Why? And then we get everything fixed and we get down the road and we realize there's a wreck and we could have been in that wreck and maybe, uh, you know, I, I know sometimes miracles happen where God spares us from th some things. He spares us from some struggle. And, and we get frustrated in the situation where we really need to stop and just be thankful because God has his hand upon us and he's going to lead us through the storms and the, str excuse me, and the struggle. He's going to lead us through that. But how many, how many of us have been in that situation? We didn't realize it at the time, but we realized it later. God had his hand on that. He was saving me from something. That was a miracle. Uh, we, we, we live on this earth, and there's, there's things that are happening all around us that we don't even realize is a miracle. We, we, we take it for granted getting up every day. I, I take it for granted that the earth is spinning on its axis, and it is consistently producing the changes of the season. We're going in, we're in the spring and we're going to eventually get into the summer and thank God for that. I'm ready to get rid of winter. Uh, but, but it's all consistent. It's, it's, the, the earth is a miracle and the, and the stars and the, 
planets. It's a miracle from God every day that these things happen. And the Bible even says he produced the, the, the moon for a purpose so that it can shine forth light at night. It's a miracle that it's there because on the other side of the earth is the sun shining and reflecting off of that moon. It's a miracle every day in the daytime and in the nighttime. And have you thought about this, that it's amazing that the power of the sun, you would think it would have already been burned up by now, but it's still going on strong and powerful. And it's a miracle from the Lord. You know, we look at all of these things around us, the cycle of rain. It's a miracle. I remember in grade school, they, they set a, a glass of water on the desk of the teacher. And, and in this glass, uh, the teacher asked us a question, will this water, uh, she marked on the side of the glass, she said, will this water still be at the same level tomorrow? Or this water in here, will it be lower? So my answer, I didn't know that much about uh, I was pretty young, you know, I didn't, and we, we in the class didn't know that much about evaporation. So I said, well, it's going to be the same. And we get back the next day, and it had dropped because there was evaporation. You know, this, this thing, the cycle of rain and evaporation into the clouds, and then it rains it back down again. It's a miracle from the Lord. There are some very powerful miracles that we a lot of times take it, take, uh, take it for granted, I should say, uh, just the flight of a bird. Can you imagine a bird? Uh, you know, I, I know if you took a dead bird and you threw it through the air, it might fly a little ways and then it falls to the ground. But when you give a bird a chance that is alive and it begins to flap his wings, he takes off and soars. It's a miracle how that can happen. You know what I'm talking about? We're, we're surrounded by miracles that God has his hand on. Every, every miracle that we have in our life, uh, the breath that we breathe every day is a miracle from God and the trees produce oxygen for us to be able to breathe it. It's a miracle to take in a breath. It's a miracle how our heart beats and pumps blood through our body and cells and organs are, 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 are fed by these miracles. It's a, it's a function of the bodily organs and, and how everything works together. That's a miracle. A miracle from God, how he created us. The Bible says we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And then you begin to think about, or maybe a miracle of you just needed someone to care. And someone brings a, a gift of cookies by, or a kind word on a note, and you... You know, it came at the right time. It came at the time that you actually needed this, this miracle. And uh, it was a time when you needed it the most. Just little things like that that are amazing. How that when God begins to speak to various ones, it's important for us to be sensitive to the Lord when he speaks. We need we need those miracles in our lives, that time of uplifting. We, we could go on and on and on about all of the everyday miracles that are actually unspoken of. We don't a lot of times speak about those things, but if we, if we see someone raised from the dead, which I have seen that. I've, I, I've been at the hospital. We prayed for a man that was 
that was literally had died on the table and God brought him back to life and he started breathing again. God worked a miracle. And that is a notable miracle. We know that. We speak about that. Or if someone's blinded eyes were open, we would speak about that. That is a, that is a notable miracle. There's a lot of notable miracles. But in this story in John 11, 1 through 6, it says, Now a certain man was sick, and his name was Lazarus, of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. And it was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. And it says, Therefore his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, they, they sent to Jesus, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. And when Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death. They were looking at it as death, and that's the end. But he was saying, it's not unto death. This is going to be a miracle. What he was trying to get them across to them is you just need to have faith and believe. You're going to see something powerful. You're going to see something great. It goes on and says, um, uh, it's the one that, that, that you love is sick. And when Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. There is a miracle that he wanted them to understand is going to take place, but you just have to believe. So when he had heard, therefore, it goes on, says, now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. And when he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was, he was a miracle worker. He had opened the blinded eyes. He had made the lame to get up. He, would, he, he had performed all these miracles. But here's the thing. It's not because he didn't love them that he delayed for two days. Let me, let me say this. It is not because God doesn't love you that he doesn't answer your prayers just like that. He loves you. He cares about you. When you pray, there is a process of time, and I've seen prayers answered very quickly, and I've also seen prayers that took time, but I just continued to try to believe, trust the Lord, standing on the word of the Lord. But he waited two days. Didn't mean he didn't love them. It says right here, he, he loved them. But he knew there was a greater miracle ahead, a greater miracle. So the sacrifice of praise and love that we give to God has never gone unnoticed or forgotten. If you notice here in the scripture, it says that it, one of the women was the woman that had washed his feet and dried it with her hair of praise and sacrifice. The Lord, he doesn't let those things go unnoticed. He doesn't let your praise and your worship go unnoticed. And it's even talked about even yet today in the year 2023, we're still talking about it. It's in the word of God. So we find here that in John 11 and 11, uh, it goes on and says, These things said he, and after that he saith unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may wake him out of sleep. The disciples thought, well, if he's sleeping, he's doing good. I, if I'm sleeping, I'm doing good. If I'm not sleeping, I'm studying the ceiling and trying to figure out what's on the ceiling, the pictures and the texture of the ceiling, and that's a boring time, but... But if I'm sleeping, I'm doing pretty good. But he wasn't talking about sleep as we think. He was talking about 
And, and Jesus had to get very straightforward with them because it says in John 11 and 14, then said Jesus unto them plainly so they would understand Lazarus is dead. Lazarus is dead. So he was, he was going to go and he was going to perform a miracle for Lazarus. But the miracle that I want to talk about, and I'm going to talk about the other parts of the miracle that are very obvious, but the miracle of stink just went along with the miracle of coming back to life. The miracle of stink, that seems strange. Why would you talk about stink? Because it's very vital to us here today. How many struggle with memories of past failures? How many have a struggle every day with past struggles, maybe past abuses, maybe past bad decisions, can't sleep, can't forgive yourself? I know this happens to many because uh, it, it is a battle that is hard to overcome. And, and there are times that people just cannot forgive themselves. They get to a point where it's just sleepless nights of condemnation. It keeps piling on and, and your memory goes back to those times that things happen and, and it continues to drag you down and the past struggle, it is a heartache, it is a pain, it is a situation that is very difficult to overcome. Things, everyone, uh, uh, you, sometimes we even think everyone around us condemns us because they don't like us because we can't forgive ourselves. That's the stink. That's the stink. And that's the hard battle to overcome. You see, the torment of the past. Uh, I know we all have been there. We've had torments of the past. The past keeps piling on us. Matter of fact, the Bible says that the devil is the accuser of the brother and he, he piles on and he, he wants us to go back to the past and remember that we're unworthy of God and we shouldn't be coming to church and we, we shouldn't be worshiping God and we shouldn't be praying and we shouldn't be reading the word because we are unworthy of that. And he piles these things on. It's a battle that is very difficult to overcome. It is the stink that I'm talking about. I'm going to talk about it a little bit more and let you understand. But the torment of the past, if I had just made a different decision when I was in the midst of that, that opportunity, if I, had just, if I could just go back and make a different decision than what I made before, I, I know we've all dealt with that. And it just keeps piling on, keeps piling on. And, and it's difficult for us to overcome. But one of the greatest miracles of salvation that I experienced, and this is my testimony, and I know it's a testimony of others, that when I received the power of the Holy Ghost in my life, I literally felt a healing in my mind. And in my heart, it was healed. It was, it was healed. As soon as I received the Holy Ghost, it was a healing power that God brought upon my heart and upon my life. You see, you see there is healing in the power of God's presence. There is a new joy and a new happiness. I felt it. I'm a testimony of that. I can say that that's what I experienced. There is a joy of the Lord. And the Bible says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. It's not joy that I can conjure up. It's the joy that I find in the spirit and power of God. In Acts 2.38, it talks about repentance. 
talks about baptism and the powerful name of Jesus. It talks about the power of receiving the Holy Ghost. It, in Acts 2, it talks about receiving the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. And I'm telling you here today, it was a, I didn't understand it at the time, but when I received it, it was a glorious, powerful experience. It changed some things in my life that I couldn't change myself. But one of the biggest obstacles to overcome is the, the miracle that God wants to do that is not even spoken of a lot of times. It's forgiving yourself. God's ready to forgive us, but forgiving yourself. Our past sins, the Bible says, when we come to Him or washed away, we have freedom and liberty in the Holy Ghost. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, that's the key, be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Amen. In Philippians 3.13-14, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing, this is Paul speaking, he said, but one thing, I do, forgetting those things which are behind, that's the past, and reaching forth unto those things which are before. That's, that's what God wants us to walk in, is that things that are ahead. And he said in verse 14, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. That is the key. I can try to explain it the best I could with the most... Descriptive adjectives that I could use, but I cannot explain it enough. You just got to experience it for yourself. You just got to experience it for yourself. But Jesus had the power to take care of all of these things that are very obvious in this miracle of Lazarus. He, he waited two days. He wanted them to have faith. He knew that he was going to raise him from the dead. He was already placed in a tomb for four days. Four days. And he stinketh. He was dead four days. God had the power, of course, to do the obvious miracles. He had the power to do the unobvious miracles. He had the power to, to uh, overcome the sickness that Lazarus had, to heal him. He had the power to even come before he died and, and heal him, but he chose to wait two more days. And when he got there, it was four days in the tomb. You know, he, the Lord had the power over death. The Lord had the power. As a matter of fact, you, you, you talk about it. There's, there's examples in the Bible where Jesus walked upon the earth and they asked him to come Can you, and, and pray for my daughter or pray for my son. And, and he prayed for them. They were already dead. And they were mourning. And they, he went in and he told them to rise up. Talitha Kumi, arise. And they arose. He had the power over death. He had the power over grief and hurt and tears of the loved ones. He had power to help them also, not just Lazarus, but there was Martha and there was Mary, his sisters, and they were grieving because they had lost their, their brother and they were hurting inside. He had the power to overcome that. It was very obvious when, when the Lord told him to come forth that they were were delivered, but and they were 
helped in their grief. He had the power over the body that had been dead for four days. We look at that like that's impossible. He, he had the power over that dead body for four days and, and it was decaying and returning to the dust of the earth. And when Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth, all these things were supernaturally changed or delivered and healed. What a miracle of Lazarus shuffling out of the grave. Jesus said, roll the stone. And that's when one of Lazarus' sisters said, um, he's been in there four days, he stinketh. He stinketh. She was looking at it like, you know, it's all over with. He should have came a little bit earlier. But Jesus knew what was going to happen. But what a miracle when, when Jesus cried out, Lazarus, come forth. And all of a sudden, Lazarus, after the stone was thrown away, and he said, Lazarus, come forth, he comes shuffling out of there, still bound in his grave clothes. And Jesus said to them, unwrap those grave clothes, which were the symbol of death. Release him. What a visible miracle that they rejoiced over. He, God had the power to help the grieving family members and loved ones and friends that were gathered there. He had the power to raise him from the dead. He had the power to help him to overcome the sickness that took him to that place of death. He had the power over all of these things. Matter of fact, God had the power to be able to take the grave clothes off of Lazarus, but he said to those that were around him, remove, loose him from those grave clothes. What about the miracle that was not mentioned? The stink of death. Do you actually think that Jesus would raise him from the dead and still let him stink for the rest of his life? I got to thinking about this. Titus, Brother Titus was teaching and and he was talking about Lazarus, and all of a sudden he said something about stinketh, and it just, all of a sudden my mind just started going, and I started, the Lord started giving me thoughts, started writing down all these different things about stinketh. You know, stinketh. You know, a body, after four days, it says that bacteria break down tissues of cells and releasing fluids into the body cavities. It begins to deteriorate. They often respire in the absence of oxygen and produce various gases, including hydrogen, sulfide, uh, methane, uh, cadverine, and uh, some other byproducts. I don't know what all that is, but I know it sounds pretty bad. Death. I, I've smelled death. I've smelled death before, and it's very putrid. I hate the smell of death. I hate uh, animals that I've seen that have been dead for a few days, and they stink, and they're you want to get away from them. You want to, you want to flee. There's, there's nothing worse than smelling the odor of death. But I'm, I'm sure that Jesus didn't let him walk around life after he raised him from the dead still stinking. I, I, I know the Lord would not have allowed him to do that, to just walk in life still stinking. People would have wanted to get away from him. I'm sure that his sisters would have wanted to get away from him because there was something that still stunk there. But Jesus cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. Jesus spoke to a dead body as if Lazarus was alive because he, he is God and he can do that. And, and, and he gives, it says in Romans 4, 17, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. And he called Lazarus to come forth. He spoke to a dead body. 
as if it was alive, and it came forth. <laughs> you, you see, stink forms a bad memory. I, I know I've, you've smelled things. I've smelled things before, and, and if that stench of smell comes along again, I, it begins to bring me back to a time and to a place. And I begin to go in my memory, those thoughts again. It brings back uh, memories of a time and place. How does the miracle of stink apply to us? It applies to us that in the Romans 6 and 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. So death, sin is the wages, or the, the wages of sin is death, and death stinks. Sin stinks. I know when I walked in sin, it stunk. It was not good for my life. It was not good for my soul. The wages of sin uh, brings forth death, and the end results are a terrible smell of stink. And what do I mean by stink? It's a lifestyle and habits of deeper problems. It's a lifestyle of feelings of hopelessness. It's a, sin brings ho broken homes and broken marriages, and it brings... Uh, 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 he bad health by bad decisions that we make and it brings forth regrets and hurt and pain and struggle. You, you see sin, the wages of sin is a, is a putrid smell in our lives. We, we sometimes think that we're doing good because sin, the Bible does say sin is fun for a season, but when that season is over, there is a putrid smell from sin. Jesus said to them, loose him and let him go. Jesus did the miraculous by removing him from the tomb and making him walk, but he didn't remove the grave clothes. He did not remove the grave clothes. He asked others to, to do that. You see, we need God. We also need the people of God in the church. We need God. You see, the man was wholly raised, but he wasn't wholly freed. You see here is a living man in garments of death. He's still got to shed a few more things. And that's where the church come in and they begin to unwind him and help him to get strength to continue to walk with him. You know, living for God, receiving salvation, there is a, there is a process of healing that continues to go. Amen. Jesus peels off the layers of the results of sin. He, he wants to do that for our lives, but he allows the church to do those things and he does what he can. He can do it all. But he chose us to allow a church to do the other things. And God wants, let me listen to what I'm saying here. God wants to heal automatically our struggles with past bad decisions and sin. He wants to do it automatically. But the delay in allowing that to happen is because we can't forgive ourselves. You hear me? We can't forgive ourselves that we made that decision that we made, that we did what we did, that we said what we said, that we struggled with those things and brought on hurt. We're all in that boat. But if the Lord raised Lazarus from the grave and allowed the people that, had, that loved him, to unwrap him. The Lord also healed the stink. And God wants to, to heal the stink and the stench 
of past struggles, of past hurts, of past decisions that we made and past decisions that other people made on us for us to come to a point where we find healing and forgiveness. I know it's a difficult thing. I know, I know it's, it's, it's a troubling thing. I know that it is such a, a battlefield. I know that it's hard to get rid of some of the things that, that kind of haunt us and battle with us. But let me tell you something. The Lord wants to heal these things automatically. But the problem is we're still holding on to it and we're still struggling with it and we can't forgive and we cannot, we can't let go of it and it continually haunts us and it battles with us. But Jesus is wanting to peel out all of those things out of our lives and wants to heal us. But we've got to learn how to turn it over to the Lord. The power of His Spirit can raise us out of the death of sin. The Spirit and power of repentance and, and baptism, washing away the sins and receiving the power of the Holy Ghost, it can bring us to a point of resurrection and happiness and joy. But we can struggle with the, the, the past struggle of sin. And that's the thing that stinks. The stink brings forth a memory. I got, I got memories of things that I have smelled through the years that still stinks in my mind when I think about it. But you know, that stench... Uh, if the Lord would raise him up from the dead after he'd been in the grave for four days, I know that he healed him of his stench and the stink of his body. And I also know that God wants to forgive and, and he has forgiven and he wants us to find healing and a miracle in removing the stench of past struggles, past memories, past hurts, past pains. Amen. He wants to heal the stench. He wants to, he wants to wipe it all away. You've tried. We've all tried at times to try to do it on our own and get rid of it, but it keeps coming back and haunting us and struggle. I'm here to tell you today that through repentance, through the power of baptism in His name and through the power of the Holy Ghost, it is an experience that can help us get to that point where we find not just some healing, and delivered from a grave of, of death, but also brings deliverance from the past struggles and past things we can't get past. It is a miracle, God, and we don't talk about this much. We don't. We don't talk. We talk about coming out of the grave. We talk about uh, 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 Him being delivered and coming back to life. We talk about the grave clothes being unwrapped. But we don't talk about he stinketh. But I know that without a doubt that God healed him of the stink. I know without a doubt that he, God healed him and delivered him of these stench things. And I also know God wants to heal us. It's the battle sometimes that keeps going and keeps going. There is a miracle in the house today. There's a miracle to heal of the stink that keeps bringing back memories keeps bringing back haunting thoughts if I'd only done that different if I'd only lived my life a different way if I'd only if I'd only if I'd only if I'd only hindsight is 2020 we all 
have things that we wish we had done better. But the Lord is wanting to bring forth healing, total healing and deliverance. In the book of John, chapter 5, verse 28, it says, Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in the which all that are in the grave shall hear his voice. All that are in the graves of the wages of sin can come forth out of sin just like Lazarus did. You might have some grave clothes that need to be unwrapped. You might have a stench of sin because that's what death does. Sin stinks. But I'm here to tell you today that what the Lord's desire is that all that are in the graves would hear His voice and come forth and just give it to God. I tell you, some of the greatest miracles of all is just to be set free from bondage. Oh, we can say we're free. I can do anything I want. I got liberty and I got freedom in America. I can do all of these things, but you can be bound in your soul. I know that because that's where I was. And I know what happened when I received the power of God's Spirit in my life. It changed me. It changed me. Does it mean I'm perfect? No. <laughs> you could talk to my wife afterwards and she'll say, he's not perfect. But I'm striving to try to do what God wants me to do. Oh, God wants to take not only let us come out of the grave and find a newness of life, in John 11, 39, 40, Jesus said, Take ye away the stone, Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, but by this time he stinketh, for he had been dead four days. Now listen to what Jesus said, because he's saying it to us today also. Jesus saith unto her, Saith I unto thee that thou, that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. What is the glory of God? It's your miracle. It's your miracle of removing the stink of memories of the past that we all need healing over. We all need healing over. If we could stand here today, God wants to give you a miracle of salvation today, but if you believe, you're going to see the glory of God. How many battles, how many times you struggle with those past, stink-filled times? How many times you battled through that and it's brought you to your knees of crying out in desperation of help? I think we've all been there at some point or another. But he also wants to heal you of that stench and give you a newness of life.
Behold, all things, old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. <laughs> That's what God does. That's what God does. Amen. But the Lord is crying out with his voice. Come forth. Come forth. And loose him. And let him go. To every one of us. Our altar today is open, or if you want to pray right there in your pew. I really do feel like that we all need to come to the Lord in prayer at the pew or at the altar. The pew can be an altar also. We need to come to a point where we just, instead of holding on to it, we open our hands and just give it to God. There's some things we got to give to God. We can't overcome them on our own. That's the miracle that God is wanting to work on today. Just give it to God. He hears your prayer today. Let's close our eyes and talk to Him. In the name of Jesus.